Welcome to High Vibes and Grateful Heart, a podcast for women on the rise. When we come back, we'll be in the studio with Christine Chapman. Christine is an educational consultant who works with students and families and helps empower them through the college application process. Good morning, Christine. Welcome. We're so happy to have you here today. Good morning, Jen. Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. It is. We always have a lot of fun here in the studio. So I wanted to give you an opportunity to share with our listeners the work that you do, your heart-centered work, and, and basically what is your why and why do you do it? Um, I have always said to people who have asked me what I do for a living um, that basically what I do is I have this gift um, of being able to connect with students, kids, um, and somehow with their families. And so my life's work has really been about working with students to help them put their best educational profiles and selves forward. And in the process, I get to be part of a really, really stressful journey for these kids and families. And in many cases, I feel like I'm able to be a source of empowerment. Um, I feel like one of the things I do really best is to become a student and family's greatest cheerleader as they try to figure out who they are and what they want to say about themselves as they approach a new big transition in their lives. Absolutely. And um, I, you know, just having gone through that as a parent myself, I, just to have to have someone like yourself with not only the expertise, but the the passion to want to support people through that process is, is really something special and unique. And, and I'm excited for people to learn more about, about all of that and, and how you can help them. Thank you. When did you discover your passion to, to do this kind of work? And, and I guess I would ask you, did you also have to go through some sort of transition to finding this place? So I found this work pretty young in my life. Um, my mom and dad, I grew up in Montreal um, in Canada, and just around the time I was graduating from high school, my parents' business um, went bankrupt, and we sort of relocated to Seoul, South Korea. Um, and at the time, I had just graduated from high school. My dad was trying to sort of get his bearings in his home country and sort of reconnect with old connections. Um, and my mom had always been that go-getter, that sort of ultimate survivor who would just resiliently get up and start something new. Um, at the time, we decided that in order to pay the bills, we were going to find a way to teach English. To My mother taught English to um, executives in companies, business English, and I was 17 years old and pretended I had graduated from college and just went out and started teaching the ABCs and songs and whatnot to kiddos and realized, I think, at that time that I had this gift of connecting and it really didn't matter that I could barely speak Korean well enough um, and that I needed to use my hands and my, and my facial expressions and my personality in whatever way it was going to show up to connect with these kids. Tutoring became one of the ways in which I helped my family get through a really rough time. And as we saw things going on in Korea, 
my parents, my mom in particular, decided that she wanted to help families find placement in private schools because she had raised us to attend private schools. And at the time, there was a lot of corruption in South Korea around placing students in schools. And quite honestly, I think boarding schools responded to us because we they were getting like letters that were actually well-written with people who understood the climate. And suddenly, a business was born. And that's sort of how I got my start. I fell into it because my family was in a place of need. That's right? a beautiful story, though. It it's really, really kind of cool, right? It, like when you know when we, when we talk about the story behind your brand, like that is that's so meaningful, and and I believe something that would really connect for a lot of people. So yeah. thank you yeah. for sharing. Of course, that. of course. Oh my gosh. Um, so we always like to ask, who is your, and this is always a loaded question, but who is your ideal client, your ideal customer, which I believe in your case is probably quite broad. So we, my business partner and I, um, run two businesses. One is called Personalized Educational Solutions. Um, that clientele is one-on-one. -on -one. Everything is one-on-one. -on -one. Um, pricing is somewhat high. Um, in comparison to the nonprofit that we have just launched called the College Access Project. The College Access Project was born of the idea. Do you know that do you know that song um, or that commercial? It was like the the Coca-Cola, I'd like to give, you know, like yeah. I'd like to teach the world to sing, oh, but it was yes. like I'd like to give the world a Coke. As I was going through the process of sort of growing into my work, what I realized really sort of young in the in the work that I was doing was that I felt like everybody should have a champion. Everybody should have a guide through a process that is about reflection and looking into yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And trying to figure out who you are and what you want out of life as you grow into your independence. And I thought, you know, how cool would it be if we didn't have to worry about the money around that? So Personalized Educational Solutions is that vision where I do work with families who tend to be high-end families looking for one-on-one, -on -one, a lot of hand-holding and guidance. Um, College Access Project was born of the idea, and it really happened during COVID after years of being able to build. It, it's the idea that everyone should have some form of college guidance, whether Support, it is, right. yeah, whether it is somebody who is full pay or somebody who might be full need or partial need. And our goal is to be able to deliver as much guidance as is humanly possible. That being said, I think that our ideal client on many levels is very similar. Somebody who cares about education, somebody who wants to feel confident and knowledgeable as they walk through the process, and someone who is willing to look for the school that is the best possible school for them as individuals, as unique people who have goals and gifts and 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 dreams that they want to pursue and interests. So, yeah, the ideal kid to work with, the ideal family, is the family that's really going to be thinking about the unique needs of that particular student and not necessarily sort of taken with name brand value exactly. and which is the hardest school to get into or exactly. whatnot. Right. So, yeah. I imagine that the just the whole process has changed dramatically just with COVID and, um, you know, just and, and also just I think as higher education, they're just 
maybe tweaking the way they do things or reevaluating certain requirements or certain ways of assessing students because there's just so much more to a person than how they test, right? Yes. So I, I would love to hear a little bit more about sort of the changes that you've seen. Well, first and foremost, COVID brought about the test optional reality, right? And um, some schools have even gone test blind, which means even if you were to submit test scores, they wouldn't be considered. Um, I think that the idea behind test optional when it first came, i.e. before COVID, before everybody became test optional, was a really great idea that test scores don't define us, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't, right? Right. Um, But I think what has happened over the last couple of years is so many families have decided or so many students have decided, hey, these schools that I never thought I would be able to get into because of test scores are suddenly test optional. So I am just going to apply to as many possible schools as is humanly possible. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that has added to the stress and the mania around the process. Absolutely. Um, And I think the other piece of it is the question of... Is test optional really test optional then? Right. Right? Because some kids are going to be submitting those tests and there will be questions around why perhaps a student might not have submitted a test depending on what demographic they represent, right? Sure. So I would say the process has changed and become really complicated. I think on some levels it allows for students to all have the opportunity to put themselves out there, whether whether test optional has really helped students in the big picture or what populations of students test optional has helped is another question entirely. I bet. Yeah. Well, we will see as it unfolds. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Yes, indeed. I just think that's so, it's just such a fascinating world in itself. Um, And it's such an important time for a young person because I, you know, I don't know that a lot of 18 year olds really have a clear sense of what it is, who they are, um, and what the best fit is. So I think having a support service like this, a consultant, a, a team of people to help them to kind of di- you know, dive deeper and figure that stuff out, Absolutely. I think is really important so that they don't go off into a, an a environment that really isn't the right fit or the right style for their for who they are Absolutely. and they're learning. Yeah, it's really fascinating. So That's tell fun. me about, I mean, you have done so much and this non- <laughs> This nonprofit is like really impressive, and I applaud you for that. Um, but tell me, you know what what accomplishment you are most proud of, just in your in your life in general. Um, I think my children are probably my greatest sort of pride factor in my life. Um, I think the hardest um, the hardest job I've ever had and the best job I've ever had is is playing the role of mom to Celia and Henry Chapman. Um, Cece's 16 years old, um, and Henry is going to be 12 in about a month. And they are good humans. Um, They are grateful. They have grateful hearts at young ages. They've been through a lot. Um, Their dad and I had a really rough divorce, um, and they have sort of learned to navigate the different relationships that they need to have both with their parents but with their peers. Um, And they're really good, honest kids with 
good heads on their shoulders. And that's all I think we can hope for. And more than anything else, we're healthy, right? Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I love that. Parenting is the hardest thing, but the absolute best thing that you go through when Absolutely. you have, when you're given the opportunity, isn't it? Yeah, it, it really is. is. Um, that's a good way of, of looking at it. So what do you, this is a hard question to, to for a lot of us to answer, but um, what do you love most about yourself? Either a physical trait, a personality trait, a characteristic, and why? Hmm. I would say that one of the things that I like most about myself is that I I am not I am not as afraid of change as a lot of us tend to be or I'm less afraid of change than I used to be and I feel like I feel like on many levels I try anyway to be really sort of self-aware to the best of my ability and 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 I'm not always successful but I like to think that I have learned at almost age 50 to be a little more mindful, a little more thoughtful and a little more honest about who I am, where I'm at and what I look for. And I think that because of the work I do working with young people that they keep me honest and they allow <laughs> they for me that. to have to do a lot of the reflection that I ask them to do, sure. right? Yeah, that's what we preach, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's beautiful. And, um, you know, the show is really intended to inspire other women out there who have a dream or have a, a goal to, you know, to, to, sh- sure. to maybe shift or to start something new that's really more meaningful to them. And I really like them to hear from people like you that it's not always an easy road and that you do hit bumps and challenges along the way. But so talk to us about a challenge that you have faced in your life and, and what it's taught you, because I think that it's you know, looking for the lesson in some of this stuff is, is half, half the journey. There's so many lessons, right? There are. Um, I would say in response and understanding the audience is looking for sort of strength and courage. Um, I often think of myself and the work that I do as that of an educational entrepreneur and what do entrepreneurs do? Sometimes, sometimes I'm not the smartest of entrepreneurs. And one of my greatest challenges has always been, I have all these big ideas and I want to do them. And I want to make sure that I am able to sort of follow my dream and what I believe to be my calling or make my vision come true, very much like you, Jen. (laughs) Um, And I think that one of the things that I've learned is sometimes you just have to do it. And I honestly do feel often as if I am just jumping off of bridges on a regular basis, right? Um, Sometimes I have no idea how it's going to get done. As a single mom, fully financially responsible for my kiddos and sort of in a space where as soon as I got divorced, I literally went into partnership and started a new business. And then we tried to start a storefront business and then COVID hit. And then during COVID, we were inspired to start College Access. The reality has been, excuse me, that there hasn't always been the sort of funding and the budget and the plan that would allow for us to really say, yes, we can do this. And it's sort of been 
like, if you build it, they will come, or, you know, the greatest showman right. and how he just, like, went off. Like, exactly. I was so inspired that by the greatest showman. That was a beautiful showman. movie, beautiful movie story. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, just... Just do it. Do right? it. Do and it. And somehow, the money fairy is going to show up if you show up at work every day, <laughs> yeah. and the bills are going to get paid, and... So much of it is mindset. Right. Yes. And 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 removing those sort of limiting beliefs and those blocks out of the way, so that we can just you know have that more expansive viewpoint and and just like trust, right? Trust yeah. and and that that attitude of Absolutely. like I can do this, and and yeah. it may not, you know, I might be learning each step along the way, but that just it's it just makes for a better Absolutely. a better experience altogether. My mantra has been: You are exactly where you are supposed to be. Absolutely. Right? And Absolutely. if I remember that, I feel like I can get through anything. It's so great. It's so great. Um, so I happen to know that you are, have some strategies for staying healthy and balanced and centered, and that's a big part of what we do at the We Breathe Wellness Center and as part of our community of, of She Breathes yes. um, Women's Collabor- Collaborative. Excuse me. So what do you do to stay balanced? I, so this is kind of new. It's been like the last couple of years, but I really do believe that my daily sort of self-care routine is what gets me through and what makes me better for the students I serve, for my kiddos. Um, I drop my, my son off at school and I manage to walk almost every day. Um, I either walk with a friend um, there are numerous friends that uh, that I would walk with, or I just walk with my dog in the woods. Um, and I'm so blessed to be able to have various different parks that we can walk at. Uh, then I go to yoga. Ah, yes. Um, and yoga makes everything better. It I really, does. truly believe that. I believe um, it, too. And I do some strength training when I can. I can't always get yoga and a hot Pilates class in, for example. Okay. Um, and I've got a Peloton at home that I jump on once in a while. So I try to be active every single day, if at all possible. It usually works out to about six days a week. Um, but it does. It makes me a better human. It allows for me to say, hey, I can do something hard on my mat. Yes. Or I can do a really tough walk, um, and I can do tough things in life. Absolutely. Yeah. We talk a lot about this embodiment, concept of embodiment, and, you know, we're so socialized to be in our heads all the time and, you know, solve problems and think about strategies, and, and we do. We get sort of disconnected from our physical, and so taking the time to to get into your body, to take a walk, to practice yoga, yes. to whatever it might be, to to you know, to connect again is it's so it's such an, a key strategy. It's so important to be to feeling balanced. Well, after hearing your story about your parents, I can imagine that they were role models for you because that's you really went on. Um, they really, you were. know, I, I'd love to hear more about that or any other role models that you have because I think it's so important for us to have people in our life who influence us in that way to teach us you know, who we are and where we're going. And I'm so I'd love to hear a little bit more about role models for you. I have had so many wonderful role models. Um, my most significant recent role model has been um, a mother figure in my life who passed away of COVID suddenly um, in January of this year, um, Kathy Smith. And um, Kathy Smith came to us 
um, and interviewed for a nanny job just days before Celia was born. I thought I had a month, and I thought we had four weeks, and Kathy came on a Friday. And I remember looking out the window and looking over at my ex-husband and saying, she looks like an English nanny. <laughs> and she was. Nanny she, you know, Yeah, she was, she was from, you know, she, her mom was, was English and she had that look and she was just lovely. And I'm sure she thought I was out of my mind. I know she thought I was out of my mind because she interviewed and I said, you know, I'm going to have an angel baby. I know that I will. And you did. And she probably thought I was nuts, but um, I did. And they were sort of, they were connected immediately. Like, I think the minute Kathy saw Celia and Celia saw Kathy, they were they were one. Um, so I interviewed Kathy on a Friday. I told her I would get back to her Monday. And on Monday um, or morning at 3 a.m., my water broke <laughs> and I was in the hospital. So I got to her on Tuesday, which happened to be Valentine's Day. And 16 years ago, and um, she became a part of our lives. Mm -hmm. And not only was she an incredible mother figure and guide and real grandmother figure to Celia, I worked at home. I had never done this before. My parents lived in South Korea. We were in Plymouth. And little did I know that, you know, there were going to be lots of lots of trials and tribulations. And she has always been the voice who said, if you are worried about your marriage, you will know when it's over. If it's over, only you can know. Don't let anybody influence you. She's the one who told me at various times that I needed to take a look, that I needed to get help, yeah. um, and that I couldn't do things all by myself. She, she was everything. And when she left, I just... I went into a, a level of sadness that I that I never imagined possible. But more than anything else, I think what Kathy taught me was unconditional love. Yes. You know, and that, that lesson is hard, and sometimes it's a lesson that our parents can't teach us. Right. Um, and I think knowing that she was from a completely different cultural origin from where, where I had grown up and what I had been used to in terms of what a parent is like, she's been my greatest role model because she taught me to be a good parent yes. who relied on a tribe. And it sounds like she was also a very dear friend. She was. And it's so important to have women in our lives that we can count on and that we know have our back. Yes. It's really um, something I've certainly learned as I've Absolutely. grown older. Absolutely. Well, that's a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you. So I know that you're a super creative person, too. You're not all about the books. So tell us how you like to express yourself creatively. Um, I am a singer. Um, my daughter is also a singer. Um, music is a big part of the lives of my children and me. Even my son, although he won't, he won't necessarily get out there and sing, is a really talented musician. Um, he sings as well, but he's an artist. Um, yeah, I love getting out there and be like, I'm a karaoke crazy queen. I love queen. it. I love it. Um, and, um, Celia and I spend a lot of time like you. We have a baby grand, and we spend a lot of time noodling around on the piano. She plays the guitar. Lots of singing. The oh. The house is full of song, whether it's songs in the shower, songs in the car, songs in my basement that isn't quite anything close to your amazing studio, but is is a tiny one that works for us. Um, yeah, there's a lot of music in our lives. Music is so important. It totally, when we talk about raising our vibration, yes. I mean, it's like the quickest thing, you know, 
putting on music or singing and moving your body, it, it just, it like elevates everything. Yes. It's so much fun. Well, I've had the pleasure of hearing you and Celia sing, and I am just so impressed and hope that you'll come back this year for our anniversary. Oh, my God. Yeah. We would love that. Yeah, we'll do that. It'll be fun. Um, okay. So we talked about your mantra, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be, which is a question that I, I love that you answered that because I think it's important we all have one. Yes. When we start to get to that place where we need to, like, remind ourselves. So that's a beautiful one about being present. And, you know, part of what we like to do on the show is think about how we can be role models to younger women. And so I often ask the question, what advice would you give to your 12-year-old self? Because, and I know as a parent of, of, of children, you're already doing this, but I think it's important for listeners to hear because I, I think it takes us sometimes till we're in our 40s and 50s to kind of sort through uh, sort through life. And, and what advice would you have liked to have known when you were 12 years old that you can share and have shared with your children and probably your students? I think that I probably would have told my younger self that it wasn't going to be easy, but that I had everything I needed to be okay, to get through. And that lesson that we just don't hear enough of, even at age 50 or beyond, I think, that you are worthy. Yes, right. right? You are enough. Absolutely. And stop Um, comparing yourself to everyone else. Because you're unique in your own beautiful light. Wear what you want. Exactly. Listen to what you want and love, right? Follow your dreams. You do you. You do you. (laughs) All of that. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Because I think that's one of the hardest things about adolescence is, you know, kids get stuck in this, you know, do I quote unquote fit in or or not? And and I think it's what causes so many problems because, and we have some work to do as a society, don't we? Yes, we do. Around that and being more accepting of of people. Absolutely. For being who they are. Absolutely. So we could have a whole other podcast about that. (laughs) Absolutely we could. Yes. So how about this? Um, Lots of women out there listening who maybe are in transition, looking to make a leap to transform and up-level their lives. What advice do you have for those women who are, you know, maybe not, they're kind of frozen and they're not able to move forward? I um, I think one of the things that has helped me was to set that intention and put it out there right and whether it's putting it out there in a journal entry whether it's whether it's taking the time to do a vision board whether it's telling somebody who is going to keep you honest and accountable speak to what you want to do listen to your heart listen to your heart yeah yeah i think it's a big one yeah for sure and you know we all, don't be afraid i was just going to say we all get blocked by this fear and it's not even real it's just something our ego creates yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. Make it happen, right? Absolutely. Go big or go Go, home. There you go. (laughs) We're just full of these tonight. I know, Excuse me. All right. So, you know we're all about having a tribe, a tribe of women, people who have your back. Do you have a female tribe, and what purpose does that serve for you? I do. I um, I have a tribe of women of all ages like i think so both my parents passed away in 2016 and i had lived so far away from my parents for years and years and years like i have not lived under my parents roof since i was about 19 years old 20 years old um and i've gone back but i think that sort of pushed me into a place where 
I was constantly in a space where I was blessed with mother figures. So I have unbelievable mother figures all over the place. Oh, great. Right? Um, I have a tribe of amazing women at work. I have a tribe of amazing people in my community who keep me honest, who remind me that I'm okay when things are tough. Um, and, and I have family members in my life that I'm very close to um, who have been tremendous sources of support. So the tribe is all over. And I always know that I can reach out and rely on them. And I think that tribe grows. Like my business partner, Sims, is um, one of the students that I met and worked with when she was all of 14, 15 years old. And I sent her off to boarding school um, and, and worked for her parents and sort of supported her. Um, so the tribe, it just the tribe expanding. expands and That's it doesn't beautiful. really matter how old you are, Absolutely. right? I think some of my daughter's friends are, are part of my tribe too and, and will be, you know? That's wonderful. So, yeah. And what an example you're setting for her. It's really great. It's really cool. Yeah, it's it really is. cool. All right. So um, one last question. How would you like to be remembered? I would like to be remembered as somebody who tried my best. I would like to be remembered as someone who was generous with what little or or what greatness if if there is such a thing in my life um that i possessed mm. right i i want to be remembered as somebody who understood what it was to love beautiful right absolutely yeah those are good legacies to leave i hope so they yeah are. absolutely well i am so honored to have you here and 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 to help people know more about the work that you are doing because i think it's it's just so important, and um, our our children are our future. Yes. So we need to hold the space for them and help them to have access to a better a better world and and all the the resources that they deserve. So I just want to thank you and acknowledge the the beautiful work that you do. How can people get in touch with you, Christine? For you know when they're ready to to get their ch their children into yes. a program. Well, I, <clears throat> I wanted to say, first and foremost, thank you. Like, just your reaching out to me was such an honor, um, and I'm humbled to be here and, and to be able to hang out with you in this, like, awesome space um, and to be able to talk. Um, you are uh, a local role model yourself, and I'm grateful to have you as a member of you're, my tribe. You're very sweet. Thank um, you. And to get in touch with me... Um, Folks can go to our websites. If you know of anybody um, who would like to receive any of the free offerings or might benefit from any of our programming through the nonprofit, it is www.thecollegeaxisproject.org. Beautiful. Um, and for one-on-one -on -one college counseling, tutoring, um, academic advising and planning, we are available at www.p, as in Peter, esglobal.org. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Christine. This was so much fun. I'm, I'm so, so excited fun. to hear more about your nonprofit and, and all the wonderful work that you do. And I'm sure you're heading into sort of a busy season, gearing yes. up for the fall. Busy. Yeah, but but thank you for taking time to be here. And thank you so to much share for having me. yourself with our guests today. Yay, thank you. Thank you.